Welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. My name is John McGee. Thanks so much for joining us today. Hey friends, I'm in the studio all alone today, and I want to do a quick episode on how to be your own chief development officer. How do you think about your own development? And here's the thing. If we're waiting for other people to develop us, we will always feel as we are the victim. Like we can't move forward until someone acts on our behalf. But if we'll own our own development, we can feel really empowered and we can really craft the ways that we move forward in our life and ministry and leadership. And as we start here, I, I want to give you kind of a, 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 a Christian's perspective on uh, development. It's very different than uh, self-help. Self-help is going to be about becoming the best you in many respects for you. Well, as a Christian, we believe that we've been given opportunities, we've been given gifts, we've been given uh, roles both now and in the future. And so when we think about developing ourselves, what we're really talking about is a stewardship. It's stewardship of our life. It's stewardship of the opportunities that we have. And so that is why we want to be really, really thoughtful about getting better. Now, it's, it's also fun you know, to grow and to, to learn and to uh, get better across all areas, but we do it ultimately as uh, an act of gratitude and an act of stewardship of the different opportunities that God has given us. And what's great about being a Christian is you don't have to kill yourself to develop uh, yourself because there's nothing really for us to prove. As a Christian, you don't have to hustle for your worthiness. And so you can, out of gratitude, out of thanksgiving with joy, develop yourself and uh, give thanks to God for what he's allowed you to do. And uh, also prepare yourself for uh, the next seasons of leadership or however it is that God's going to uh, use you. So real quick, I want to give you 10 ways that you can own your own development, how you can be your chief development. I'll give you 10 categories, a couple thoughts. And then from here, you can begin to think about your own life. What would a next step or two be? And then we'll close with what you can do as a leader for those that are under you or around you or your friends or your peers, how you can help them uh, develop as well. Okay. So number one, first thing, I think if I could give you one piece of advice and you probably would guess this one, it is to read and it is to read widely, read the classics, read the, the books that have been around a uh, hundred years. If they're been in print that long, there's generally a reason. Uh, read history so that you can know the lessons that should have been learned during those seasons. History does repeat itself. I heard a, a great leader uh, say recently that all you need to lead is a sense of history and a good night's sleep. It's such a great line. And it really is true. History will help you read those who have done great things. Read about things that you're interested in, but read beyond that uh, as well. Read about people who disagree with you. If they're well-respected, they generally are so for a reason because some of their thoughts are pretty coherent and you can learn, even if you disagree, how they think and how they put together their thoughts. And, and I've been thinking recently just about the wonder and the value of a book. If a book costs you know, 15 to $20, what you're getting is someone oftentimes who's world-class in whatever it is that they're doing. And they've sat down and they put together all their ideas and they've done so in a very, very coherent, oftentimes, hopefully concise way. Uh, that you can pick up, again, just for an absolute steal. Some of these people that you could buy their books for 15 or 20 bucks, uh, it might cost you a thousand or $2,000 just to have a meeting with them. And so for just a fraction of the cost, you can interact with them in your own time and your own ways and pause and think. And uh, it really is a tremendous value. Here's an idea that you may want to play with. I just tried this. I bought the physical book and I also bought the audio version of a book that I just read recently. And what I did was I played on my phone through Audible, I played the book and I played it almost at 2x speed, I believe, and just walked along in the book with my pen. I was able to underline, still able to circle some things like that. Occasionally I had to pause 
and just put some notes in the margin or make some connections, things like that. But by and large, I was able to just keep moving through uh, the book. And for me, I'm not a super fast reader. And one of the reasons is I tend to pause uh, way too long and just try to think about things and remember other things I've read or other questions that I have, which can be good, but it can keep me sometimes from moving through in a, in a really good pace around uh, some books. Some books are to be read paragraph by paragraph, some of them even line by line, word by word. And so this was a book I just needed to get through and um, I wanted to be able to kind of get my, my arms around it. And I found that to be a really, really helpful way just to keep moving and not get too bogged down. And I, I think I read it in two sittings and I had, you know, I would stop at the end and make some notes, um, maybe two, three takeaways from each, uh, each chapter. And it was really helpful. And I think I'm going to do that again. So if you are going to develop yourself, I really do think one of the best things you can do is read, or if you aren't a good reader, you can listen, or you could do, in this experiment that I've been running recently, you can actually uh, do both. So uh, second thing you could do is actually go back to school. If you've uh, got your college degree, you can go get whatever, a master's in whatever it is that you are interested in or something else. We've had several on our staff who've gone back and gotten MBAs. They have gotten some uh, classes from seminary. Those who got their master's have gone back for uh, their doctorates, DMINs, and you can just kind of see a coalescing of ideas, a depth of the way that they communicate and lead, and you can see the payoff uh, on those who have. And so it's it's hard. Uh, it's a, It's a pretty big step, but... Maybe for some of you, going and get some more education might actually be the best next step for your development. A third thing you could do is to form your own cohort. Maybe maybe you don't want to go back to school. Uh, a great option would just be to assemble people that you enjoy spending time with, uh, people who push you, people who feel safe, people who are curious, and set some type of cadence to get together and discuss, read, go experience things. If you you could go, uh, sometimes you can get a meeting with someone if you have five people, as opposed to if there were just one of you. And you can go and meet some people that you would love to learn from, or you could go to, you know, to other cities and be together and uh, have some immersive experiences. Um, but it might be that a, a great next step for you would be to form a cohort. And I've seen some friends. Uh, who've put together groups and they meet, you know, with a cadence of uh, once a year or twice a year. There are generally some learning components. There's some updates and some, you know, processing of, of big decisions. And it's been a, a real blessing to them. And so for you, that might be a next step. And uh, not everyone will say yes to your ideas. Some people won't understand, but there'll be a few people that would say, you know, I would love to do that. And then you can lead through that. And hopefully that will help you develop uh, whatever it is that God would have you grow in or uh, whatever would be next wise steps for you. So uh, number four, you can ask for feedback. Maybe better said, ask for ruthless feedback. If you want to develop yourself after a meeting, ask those who are in, in the meeting with you. Do you have any feedback for me? After a talk, do you have any feedback for me? If you did a project, do you have any feedback for me? Any, any of those types of things. Ask people uh, who are wise, ask people who are kind, and ask people who are for you, but also ask people who would tell you the truth. People who won't just tell you consistently, you know, well, that was amazing, you're amazing, it's, it just just to be with you is incredible, uh, because a lot of times we can't get uh, better. Now, you want to ask, you know, uh, not only what you can improve on, but what was like, most helpful, where did you add the most value? I think that's really, really helpful feedback as well. But this has been something I have observed in others, people who just make this incredible jump to next, I, I hate the word, but levels of leadership or influence, things like that, um, generally have had their their ear to the ground on feedback and have been ruthless and relentless about getting it. And I think about a friend who I heard him preach his very first sermon. 
And it was kind of a mess. I wasn't really even sure what it was he was talking about. Uh, he was energetic, so I was excited, but I just didn't know what he was talking about. And that was kind of what it was like to be uh, around him uh, the first uh, several times he did a sermon. But the way he distinguished himself was he just asked for feedback over and over and over again. He would ask for feedback before he gave the message so that it would be better than it would be otherwise. And then afterwards, he would ask for feedback again. And he would ask for um, a, a number grade, one to 100, and he would just go around uh, to those who were with him, ask that, and then he would ask for what would it take to bring it one letter grade higher. And people, I, I was, I sat in on a few of those. I was, I was shocked at how candid he let people be with him. But it was that process over and over and over and over and over again that produced in him uh, now skills that are kind of world class. And he stands on some pretty big platforms and talks to stadiums, and I'm just shocked it's the same person. But what it was was tenacity on his part and really uh, feedback from others. Jeff Ward, who you heard from a few episodes ago, he and I are in the middle of kind of exchanging some feedback for each other. We are going to uh, basically poll each other's teams. Um, We're going to meet with a few people. I'll meet with a few people on Jeff's team. I'll give him a very, very simple questionnaire, Jeff's strengths, Jeff's weaknesses. If he could work on one thing, what would that be? And then I'm going to put that together for him and share it with him. And he's going to do the same with my team. And uh, so we're not hiring anybody from the outside. And uh, hopefully we'll get some feedback and we'll pick one thing um, that that uh, our teams just share with us, you know, in some ways anonymously uh, where we can get better. So that may be uh, a right next step. A good next step for you is to ask for ruthless feedback. Number five, if you want to be your own chief development officer, you can seek out mentors. And we've talked about this here before, but uh, a lot of people would actually like to help you. If you are respectful, if you are action oriented to some of the things that they uh, share with you, if you're grateful, if you are very specific in your ask, as opposed to, can we just get together? But if there's a reason, and then you really do follow through on what it is that they share with you or next steps that you commit to in real time. Oftentimes people want to help you. People want in, in many respects to help those who are younger on not all people but a lot of people. And so for many of us, mentors can be an absolute game changer. And you can do that yourself. You can go find them yourself. They're probably not running around the streets of your city looking for you. You're going to have to look for them, but seek out mentors. That can be a great way to be in the game and developing yourself. Number six is to hire a coach. And so many of you played sports and you remember that a coach, sometimes it wasn't fun to be coached. They made you do things that otherwise you wouldn't want to do. But after the fact, you're always glad that you listened to them or you're glad that you ran the wind sprints that you wouldn't run otherwise or did the drill uh, over and over and over again so that you got the results that you were seeking. And you can have a professional coach. And I've really only had one or two sessions with a coach. I don't have lots of experience uh, with this, but I've seen many people benefit uh, from that. So uh, if I was going to look for a coach, I would ask for referrals. People that were like me in many respects, thought like me, um, valued the same things that I valued. And I would ask them, Hey, do you have a coach? Or if you, have you heard of anyone that would be a good coach? And I would just schedule one session. I would schedule one session with that person and see if there's a, a connection, see if they would be helpful to me. And then from there, I would think about next steps, but I've seen, I've seen a coach be very, very helpful to people as they're in their own kind of developmental journey. And, and oftentimes a good coach uh, will help you understand clearly clearly your next steps, and then they will box you in and hold you to it and make you do what you know you should do. You just might not otherwise. And so a coach could be a very, very helpful thing. So the seventh thing you could do in this list of 10 things to be your own uh, chief development officer is that you can seek out new 
or uncomfortable experiences. And so a question I might ask you is, when is the last time that you did something new? When's the last time that you've been in over your head? Because that's oftentimes where we grow. When we get into a place that we don't have all the answers or we've never done it before and it's new, that's generally where uh, we're stretched, where we grow, and we where we are developed. And so you can put something on your calendar uh, that will stretch you. It might be something uh, where you teach or something where you lead or something where uh, you serve or uh, learn or write, whatever it is, put something on the calendar or maybe even set a goal that will bring out uh, the best in you. Uh, there was a season early on when I, when I was younger, uh, I would try just to say yes to whatever the opportunity was, even if I didn't know how to do it. And so before I tuck myself out of it, I would just raise my hand and say, you know, I, I'll do that. Or uh, can I take a take a run at that? And I did, I did a lot of things that I wouldn't have done otherwise that were hard, that I had to figure out, but were part of my developmental process. And so there's, there are things wherever you are, if you're in a church or an organization, there are some things that are lying around waiting to be done. There's more work always to do that you can just pick up. And that can be a way to develop some new skills, learn some some new ways of thinking or doing things, uh, and also just having the discipline of, of staying fresh and learning and, and adding value in new ways. That doesn't cost you any money. It doesn't cost you a plane ticket to go out of town right where you are. Uh, I would encourage you to seek out new or uncomfortable experiences or just help, help in, in new ways uh, where, wherever it is that you are. Okay, number eight, something else you can do to develop yourself is just online content and courses. This is really an amazing time to be alive. There's so many platforms like Masterclass or Udemy, YouTube, uh, many seminaries have put uh, several of their classes online. So if you can't you know, go to class during the day, well, you absolutely could do so at night. And maybe what you could do is just put something on your calendar where during this period of time, every day or every week, uh, you're going to move through some content, move through a course. I've seen some Ivy Leagues have uh, some of their classes online. And so even if you're not there physically on campus, you can have access to the absolutely the same teaching and some of the same content and some of, some of the things that really some of the smartest people on the planet are presenting. And you can do so from the comfort uh, of your own living room or at your own desk. So Think about a topic that you'd like to, to grow in and see if there's something out there, there's some kind of class, uh, even if it costs a, f- a few bucks, the, the value, the return on that could be uh, exponential. Uh, number nine is podcast. So you probably are already convinced of this one because you are, uh, uh, you're listening now. And, you know, it's a great way uh, sometimes to have interactions with people that you might not be able to have physical interactions with. You can learn from them even though you can't sit with them. Interviews, podcasts where people are interviewed are always really great. You can listen to these things at 2x speed and move through them pretty quickly. Some some tips, you don't have to listen to every episode. If something doesn't grab you, don't listen to it. Find something else. You can always ask other people what podcasts they listen to. You can curate some really great uh, lists by asking uh, other people. Um, and then here, here's another pro tip is that a lot of times people will start a podcast. If it's an individual, they'll start a podcast. And what they do right out of the gate is they kind of put their life work down. They Whatever it is that they've been thinking about for the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years, that, that becomes the first 10 episodes. And then they kind of run out of things. They repurpose uh, a lot of the things that they've, they've said before, and then they move to interviews. And so a lot of times we will always start with the most recent episode for good reason. There's, there's some a recency bias to that. But 
I would think about sometimes going back and looking at someone's podcast and seeing what some of their very first ones are. If you want to do something really interesting, sometimes someone's talked about the same thing uh, over a five or 10 year period, or maybe probably five years, and you can go back and compare and contrast about how they talked about it five years ago, how they do so now, and see where they're, they're learning, their thinking, and their language has changed over these last five years. So podcasts can be incredibly, incredibly uh, helpful. And you know, this used to be uh, what audiobooks were for. And I, I learned so much in my 20s uh, from audiobooks. And sometimes they didn't even have enough money to buy the audiobooks. I would go to my public library, and I probably always had one or two books uh, on audio or courses uh, that were on audio, which is really funny to think about. Uh, now, actually buying some or renting or checking out some physical cassettes or CDs. I had both a cassette player and a CD player <laughs> in my Honda Accord. And as I, and I figured if I was in my car, I would use it kind of as a, as a mobile classroom. And I, there's still several things that inform my thinking came from those moments in my car where I was learning. And so uh, you can still pull audiobooks, but podcasts can be incredibly, incredibly helpful and a very efficient way to interact with a lot of different people that otherwise you might not. Okay, uh, number 10 is conferences. And I actually love conferences. I love to go to conferences uh, for topics that I care about, you know, with other other leaders of the church or pastors. I, I love being in the same room. I love being um, immersed. I love being focused without distractions. I think that's a value uh, for me a lot of times in terms of the actual content that's there is I'm not on the hook to do anything else other than to learn. And so I, I still, I still enjoy uh, those. And then at the conference isn't fantastic. There's generally some people that I can connect with. And so I know a lot of people that they buy actually buy tickets to conferences and they never once go into a session. They just use that time to connect uh, with other people. And they would say probably that's where their best learning comes from is in the hallway, reconnecting with friends, having meals, coffee, those kinds of things. And so I think conferences can be a, a, a real help. And then also, you know, I talked about jumping into to things that you know a lot about that are kind of your, your tribal gatherings. Those are great. Uh, and then also you can use that as a way to kind of rapidly speed up uh, some learning on something that you're you're thinking about or bring your team if there's something you're trying to crack the code on you can all learn together it's a great way to connect with those and and bond uh, on your team and, and learn together and I've just had several conferences that have been very very impactful uh, on me personally and I remember when I was a young youth pastor and uh, I didn't have a whole lot of money but there was a church that was doing a great job with her youth ministry. And I just wanted to learn. I remember just, you know, buying a, the cheapest flight I could find and uh, buying my own ticket and going up there. And just, I just wanted to be in the room and ask questions. And then in, in between <laughs> the poor, the poor guys that were hosting the conference, uh, I would walk up to them and just pepper them with questions. I was just so, so eager. And I don't know that I would have gotten that kind of time from them had I just you know, tried to get on the calendar, but I could walk with them between sessions and uh, hopefully I wasn't too much uh, of a nuisance, uh, but I was just hungry. And in that time really, really did. Uh, I remember that one, that one conference really, really sped up some of my learning and crystallized some of my thinking. And I was, uh, I was really grateful for that time. So that was a list of 10. I'll give you a bonus one here. As Christians, uh, we can memorize scripture and pray, which is unfortunate that a lot of times, you know, uh, we don't think about reading, memorizing, meditating on scripture and praying uh, as a way to develop uh, ourselves. And uh, that is our competitive advantage. So you could think about strength areas and, and 
learn some more, uh, just kind of God's thinking, God's posture. You could learn from examples and narrative portions. Uh, you can also use it just to shore up some things that, you know, that are maybe your weak areas. And so if you were angry uh, and that was kind of outburst were something that you were, you know, that were, were, was marking you or that was kind of uh, derailing you, you know, James 1, 19 and 20. Uh, would be great to memorize. If you find yourself being timid, Joshua 1.9, whatever whatever it is, just to have something tucked away so that you can go to and quote and claim during those uh, during those moments. And then it's always just to be, be still, just to be still before God and think about uh, any list of, of sins, deeds of the flesh, just to go over there and ask God to show you anything in there. And absolutely being yielded to the spirit is the number one way you can be developed, especially as a Christian. We should never forget that or never somehow discount that. We should lean heavily into that, okay? So um, that's the list of 10. I would encourage you to pick one, pick two, pick something. Maybe maybe it's none of those, but just that thought process will get you down the road to do something that you might not otherwise uh, do to develop yourself. Again, not waiting for other people to act on your behalf, but you activating for your own growth and your own development. You can pick things, I think, that are areas of strength, but I also would think about things that you know are a bit of um, uh, weak spots, blind spots, that are things that are really kind of hindering uh, your leadership, uh, or things that you just feel like you're not really sure of yet, that you need to grow or develop or learn, uh, and think about some of those things, and pick some activities that will that help you grow in those areas. Okay, so if you are if you are a leader, and you have a team, or you've got, you know, even if you don't have a team, if you have uh, some friends, uh, what can you do? How can you develop those around you? This podcast ultimately is about developing ourselves. But while we're here, uh, I want to talk to um, to those who lead others. And I want to share with you a report that came from LinkedIn. And they said that 94% of employees said they would actually stay longer in their organizations if their organization helped them learn. And friends, if you are leading anyone, they are right or wrong. They're looking to you um, to develop them. And especially those who are younger, they, they are one of the first generations that is used to really having everything mapped out for them. Your grandparents uh, really thought of the world as something they needed to make sense of themselves. And uh, now um, I'm, I'm seeing in younger leaders uh, this desire to have everything kind of mapped out. It's, it's the only way they've lived. Their parents have mapped out things for them. And uh, they assume, they hope you will do the same. So what can you do? I'll give you three S's real quick. Uh, number one is that you can set the pace. You can be someone who is getting better. Just just being around you, they know that you're always trying to get better. You're seeking feedback from them and from others. You're reading, you're uh, learning, you're putting new ideas together, you're trying new things. You can just set the pace so they can watch you. Number two, the second S is that you can share what you're learning. And so if you are, uh, if you've read a good book, you've you listened to a, a great podcast or a talk, or there's something that you are doing, some type of goal you're chasing down, you can share that with them. And they, by proxy, can learn from you. They can learn what it is that you're learning and you can speed up their development process. And then number three uh, is you can provide space uh, would be the third S. Uh, one of the things we did recently on our team was we took a half day. We gave everybody, we told them this was coming. We had, they had a couple weeks to get ready for it, but we told them they, they were going to have a half day to learn uh, about something that would help them do their job better. 
and they were going to get a half day. Uh, it was on it was on a Friday uh, morning uh, to do so, so they didn't have to do so after the fact. They could do so uh, during the day, and so so I think I ran through a place and got some coffee and some breakfast tacos, and we just connected for a few minutes uh, in the morning. Everyone went about their their half day, and they learned so many varied things. Things that uh, cat they were dealing categories I didn't even know uh, existed. And then we went to lunch, and we shared what it was that we learned, or where what were the deep dives uh, that we did, and we all kind of learned from each other. And we don't have another one of those on the calendar. We we may in the future, but I wanted to as a as someone who was you know in some ways responsible for their growth. I wanted to provide some space. Uh, and say, this is important. It's important enough today that we're actually going to take some normal work hours. But regardless, whether you have you know space that's carved out during your day that's provided for, uh, you are still responsible for your development. We talked about that just for a few minutes and had a great time uh, doing it. So uh, set the pace, share what you're learning, and then also provide space. So friends, I hope some of this is, was helpful. Uh, I hope you can pick out a, a right next step. And again, we'll, we'll end where we started. This ultimately is all about stewardship. What would it look like to be a good steward of the moment that you have, the gifts that you have, as well as uh, stewarding even today who you are, who you need to be for this next season? Ultimately, that's it. And um, it's, not, it's not about us, although I will say it is always fun to grow and get better because when you get better, really everyone else around you gets better and every, uh, every person that you lead gets better as well. Friends, thanks so much for listening in today. If you have questions or comments, you have anything you want us to know, uh, any ways we can serve you, please reach out to us at clp at watermark.org. That's clp at watermark.org. We'll talk to you again next time.